as we all know, I am extremely bad at intros, okay? I will sit here and be the most awkward person ever when I hit record on my computer, but I'm just going to get right into it. As you guys know, I usually do. This episode is going to be on anxiety, something that I've personally struggled with for a lot of my young adult life and my teenage years, something that I've really, really, really struggled with on a daily basis. So I just wanted to tell you guys a little bit more about how my, my journey with anxiety and the things that have really helped me manage it a lot better because, and I want to say this as a preface, that our goal shouldn't be to fight our anxiety or to get rid of it because really without anxiety, you'd be delusional. I know I've heard um, Whitney Cummings say this in a different podcast where it's like, if you don't feel anxiety when your bank account is hitting low numbers, then you're like probably living in delusion because anxiety helps us survive. Really, like back in the olden days, it was our anxiety that was like, oh shit, I hear something like rumbling in the bushes. I'm scared as hell right now. What can I do to survive? Like, it's just our natural instinct sometimes that can help us survive. And it tells us when it feels danger. But sometimes, as some of you may know, there is no danger. And it's just our mind feeding us like lies and worst, absolute worst case scenario that could happen. And it sucks, but there's definitely ways to quiet down your mind and get past that very difficult place. I know there's been times where I get so anxious, I can't even get out of bed. But the more that I do and the more that I implement these things that I'm going to show you right here, the more it becomes a habit to not let myself fall into that dark place of you're in bed all day and you literally cannot get out. You cannot get yourself out of that rut, out of that anxious state. As someone who was starting to develop a panic disorder from a very young age, I can tell you that these methods have worked very well for me. I'm just going to start off. Um, my junior year of high school, I had to go into therapy because I had a lot of anger um, a lot of anger from my childhood and the way that I grew up. So that was obviously very prevalent in not only my behavior, but my relationships with friends and teachers and r my romantic relationships. And it was just very evident in every aspect of my life. There would be times where I would walk home and if I took the same route home, I would have a panic attack. And it, the, th the reason why is because sometimes, like, location has memory. So I told my therapist that every time I take that same route home, I'd get a panic attack. And she would tell me that it's just, like, my mind reliving the first panic attack I had there, taking that route. And my mind would just get fearful that it would happen again. So she explained to me that my anxiety sometimes was caused by the fear of getting anxiety. Like I would get anxiety over getting anxiety. It was super freaking weird. And sometimes, I'll be honest with you guys, like I still feel it come up, but I'm much more aware of it now. 
And when you're aware of it, you can obviously work on it in the most healthy way possible. So my therapist advised me to journal every single day for 20 minutes a day. And at this time, I was the type of person that always wanted to stay busy. I never wanted to be in my own mind, especially as an anxious person. That's the last place I want to be in my own mind. So I told her that, I mean, I don't have 20 minutes to spare. My little high school self was like, absolutely not. I'm not doing 20 minutes every single day, Ashley. Like, you're crazy. And she's like, okay, then you can break it up throughout the day. So maybe for two minutes, when you walk into this classroom, you can just journal what you're feeling. Because the problem I had was that I wasn't processing my emotions and I wasn't allowing myself to feel anything. Because like I said, I was pushing everything away. I was running from my anxiety and that was simply making it worse. And it was making me forecast an anxiety attack and end up having it. 99% of the time, be just because for simply not processing every emotion I had. And during this time, the emotion that kept coming up for me was anger. And I was filled with like so much just like anger at the world. It was coming up in so many different ways that every time I felt anger, I'd grab my journal and say, you know what? Miss Fisher pissed me off today because she gave me this grade and blah, 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 blah. So I'm out here journaling about every little thing that pissed me off because I was aware and I became aware that there was a lot of anger in my body and just a lot of like remorse. Obviously stuff that had come up from my childhood that was now surfacing and manifesting itself into my relationships and my friendships and everything that was supposed to be good for me, I'd always find a way to sabotage it. If I had a really good friendship with someone, I would try to control that person. I would try to literally control every aspect of it. And it was to the point where I was losing everyone in my life, friendship-wise, besides my family, because... I just didn't know how to have a healthy relationship. And if I'm honest with you, I'm 20 and I'm still learning how to have a healthy relationship, how to have healthy relationships with people. So don't be too hard on yourself if there's people in your life or friends that abandon you or leave you and you feel like it's all your fault no one wants to hang out with you. No one wants to be your friend. You know what? Maybe if that person left you, if they're not friends with you anymore, you just didn't align with them. And the best thing to do is work on yourself, focus on your own happiness, and the right friends will come to you. So the next thing I do to handle my anxiety or manage my anxiety is I try to meditate as much as I can. I have on my calendar here, I put hearts on the days where I've meditated. And just looking at this calendar in front of me every single day on my desk, I can keep track of the days that I've, you know, 
that I meditate and the days I don't meditate. So around the time period where I feel better, usually I've meditated. And I try to do 20 to 30 minutes every single day um, whenever I can. And I find that when I do meditate, I'm just connected to a very more, a more blissful state. And love can enter my heart as someone who has a hard time accepting love and help from other people. It's just so nice to be able to sit down and feel that love within yourself without anyone else being there. So sometimes we feel love when we talk to our friends on the phone or we're hanging out with our significant other, with our boyfriends. And, you know, we kind of rely on other people sometimes. But when you can just sit there in complete stillness and silence and still find happiness within yourself, no matter what your outside circumstances are, that's just like such a beautiful feeling. If you're new to meditating, I would recommend even five minutes every day just to start like that. Um, and obviously build up. I was reading Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty, and he was talking about how five minutes a day really won't do anything in the long run. So start with five minutes and get comfortable with it and do a tiny bit of research, but you don't have to know everything before you start. I would just say if you're someone that has anxiety, meditating can definitely help you if journaling has not helped you already. So this next thing is something brand new that I like just discovered, and that's frequency music. Sometimes after I've journaled or I can't meditate or I've beaten my mind up to the point where I just don't want to think anymore, but silencing my thoughts is too hard, is I turn on frequency music. Like meditation, frequency music, look it up on Spotify. There's a few playlists, but so good because I found like I've discovered this recently. There's one on anxiety relief. The moment I start playing that, I feel my body calm down. And it's just one of the most relieving and sobering feelings to just let your body calm the fuck down because once your body relaxes, your mind relaxes. And that is such a key point I've learned recently. I think I, I heard that from like Russell Brand or something where they talk about um, relax the body. And once you can relax the body, your mind is going to be relaxed. Another thing I've recently started doing, I don't do it very often. I do it, I'd say like, two to three times a month is yoga. I really enjoy it. I do gentle yoga, which is meant for, I think, older people, or I don't even know, because every time I go to the class, there's mostly older people. I don't mind it at all. It's so fun. It's so calming and relaxing and helps me with my anxiety. Just like forget, especially when I go to a class, um, all you do is listen to the music, listen to the instructor, Try to get your body right in the right position and everything. And you just, like, forget about all the drama and all the anxiety you may be feeling. So that's really good, too. Another thing I like to do is Zumba and dance. I find that dancing um, 
I would recommend you guys dance to at least one song every day. Get more in tune with your body. Get out of your mind. Get into your body. So important. And I hope that you guys really try one of these things because my list is on and on and on. A lot of it is going to contribute to getting in tune with your body. So swimming is another thing for me that helps so much. Recently, I stopped swimming, but when I do it, I always enjoy it because I can't swim very well. I'm still learning how to swim, but the whole process of learning and trial and error, I really enjoy because I can see progress in my stride, you know, in my speed, in my body. I see a difference already. I've been swimming for, I think, two to two months. So fun. I, I just love learning how to swim. And this next piece of advice is when you have anxiety about something and you're in a conflict situation. In my earlier relationships, when there was when I felt anxiety, I was pissed. When I was like anxious over something, let's say they like comment on another girl's Instagram photo, Mind you, I was like 16, so, you know, be easy on me in a way. I was 16, and my boyfriend at the time commented on another girl's Instagram picture. I was fuming, you guys. I was freaking pissed. And even though, obviously, this guy ended up being trash and not good for me, the way that I handled that argument wasn't the healthiest way. I was just screaming and like being, I was so angry over it. And I broke up with him and it was like this whole thing. Um, nowadays with my new boyfriend, if something happens and I feel anxiety over it, I'm not going to share what, um, what that the situation was. But he told me something, and I immediately went into anger and anxiety mode. And I was, like, crying and screaming on the phone. And he did this thing, which I think is, like, really, really good for handling conflict and your own anxiety, especially in a relationship or in an argument, is he said, can I call you back in, like, five minutes as I was screaming and crying on the phone to him. So I say, fine. Fuck you, but fine. <laughs> you know, because I, I, I don't know. That's just my personality. So he hangs up. I hang up. And we take the five minutes. We take the time that we need. And when we came back to the conversation, my head was so much clearer. And I don't know if you guys listened to my last podcast on how to land a job interview. But sometimes I can be so fucking convincing and my mind can be so persuasive, even to my own self, it sabotages me, that sometimes I don't know, like my mind will tell me things, like awful worst case scenario situations it'll give me. And then my mind will like have confirmation bias and be like, oh, that one thing that happened that one time, yeah, that affirms your beliefs. That other thing also affirms your beliefs. And that other thing affirms your beliefs. I should have been a fucking lawyer the way that I'm out here convincing myself of crazy situations. Like, you guys, I'm talking like 
dark, crazy shit that goes on in my mind sometimes that I torture myself with. Especially, um, and I also find that, like, if you're, if you're an anxious person and you're doing drugs, like weed or really anything else, I find that weed also makes my anxiety terrible. Okay, next thing. Find a hobby, okay, or start a new hobby. Think about what you've always wanted to do, in a way. It doesn't have to be something big. It could be something small that you can dedicate a tiny amount of time to every single day. But finding a hobby you'd be interested in, for me it was swimming. If I can think of another hobby I want to do, probably read more, start sewing, cooking. Uh, I don't know, the list goes on and on. Look it up on Pinterest. Hobbies I can include, you know, in my life. And take a huge interest in this thing. For me, it's been swimming and podcasts and recording podcasts. Actually, the reason why I started recording my podcast was because I quit smoking weed. And as you guys know, sometimes a lot of people take weed to deal with their anxiety. And that's what I was doing. I was taking it for creative purposes, uh, anxiety, and all of these other things that I thought I needed weed for, and I became dependent on it. So when I quit weed, I just started recording myself talking in my phone. And I did that all the time. Things about my life, because my life has been pretty crazy ever since COVID started. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Like totally, my life has changed ever since COVID. I went from someone that worked part-time and was in college and hated it, and in a terrible relationship to now it's like I work from home. My boyfriend's like literally amazing. I don't have many friends right now. I'm manifesting them. But when I do have these amazing new friendships, you guys will definitely hear about it. But not for now. I have like two friends. Anyway, recording podcasts has just been like such a sobering and peaceful thing for me and I love sharing what I've learned because I'm tired of just going on walks and reevaluating everything I've learned in my life and it's like yeah I know these things and I think it would help that other people know them too it would just be better for the world you know but I'm also tired of and if you're listening to this and you know me personally sometimes I give my friends advice on things and they don't listen to me so I'm tired of that and I want to share what I've learned with people that are gonna listen okay because I'm telling you guys if you try at least one thing that might help you listening to the 20 minutes this podcast was is gonna change your life anxiety is not fun sometimes sometimes it can be exciting like when you're about to give a public speech or you're gonna jump off an airplane, or you're gonna get on a plane, whatever it may be. Sometimes it's very exhilarating, but when you're in your bedroom at 2 p.m. and you still haven't gotten out of bed because your mind is showing you scary things that might happen in your life, that's not fun, and it's torture to your own self. So, 
I really hope that if you're somebody that's going through anxiety right this very moment to just take a second and breathe. Get in tune with your body. Calm your body down. Once your mind is relaxed, no, once your body, sorry, I'm so sorry. Once your body's relaxed, your mind will start to relax. Even if you just try that, just try that and see what happens. You know, dealing with anxiety is trial and error. Some things don't work for me. Running is phenomenal for anxiety, but I hate running. I still do it sometimes, but I hate it. I don't like it. Anyway, that's the end of that segment for this podcast. I just want to give you guys a tiny update. Number one, I got a new mic, so the audio might be better. It might not be better. However, let me know on Pinterest or wherever you're listening to this on. Um, If you or someone you know is struggling with anxiety, please be sure to share this on your social media so that they can also get help and they can also find ways to deal with their own anxiety. Um, Another update is that I'm having new artwork being drawn by this amazing artist on Instagram. She does art for other, like, TikTokers. Um, They are... This girl is Dead Therapy on Instagram. Her art's, like, phenomenal. She does Nessa Barrett uh, drawings, and she's going to be drawing my next podcast um, cover, which I'm so freaking excited for. I love her art. You guys should check her out on Instagram. If you want to follow my Instagram, it's Jessica M. Liz. This podcast episode is a bit longer than what I'm usually used to, simply because anxiety is something that I've struggled with basically for half of my life and it can be so scary to deal with on your own especially like if you don't have the resources for therapy if you don't have access to that you you're pretty much on your own when it comes to dealing with anxiety sometimes and it can definitely feel that way um i'm definitely going to i I read you guys this list and i shared with you guys what helps me deal with it at times but you know It's a combination of this and therapy and being in tune with your body. It's a whole lifestyle change, really. But the important step is starting and starting small and encouraging yourself to be more positive and loving every single thought that comes through, not giving too much attention to the dark and negative and ugly thoughts you get sometimes. And I say that more in like my own experience with anxiety. I feel like sometimes I do get thoughts of that caliber where it's just like super fucking dark and twisted. And it's like, why would you, I get angry about having the thoughts, but then it's just like, you know what? I'm just going to breathe. And be like, so what? Okay. You have this thought in your head so what? I'm going to choose to be happy today because I deserve that. And if I'm trying to go deeper into this subject, you guys, I something that I've also realized is that I'm not very accepting of love or help. I'm very much the person that wants to do everything on my own, wants to figure out everything on my own. I want to micromanage and be in control of everything. And I've really been learning to let go of that part of myself. 
especially recently, and especially since I moved into my new apartment, you have to, at some point, detach, relax, and just let things happen. And that is something that gives me so much anxiety and I struggle with so much. But I know that at the end of the day, like, I deserve to be happy. And the only way that I'm going to be happy is to just let go and detach. I really hope that you guys found something valuable in this podcast. I look forward to making many more episodes for you guys. And make sure to check out my most recent podcast. Um, I have one on how to not be shy anymore, how to get more compliments. Ooh, that's interesting. Uh, Definitely worked for me, the methods I talk about in that podcast. Let's see, what other one do I have? I have, ooh, how I deal with burnout. I have another episode on that too. So make sure to go check those out, share the podcast, all that good stuff. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and staying with me for 25 minutes. Never in my life did I think, if you made it this far, like, I worship you. Because 25 minutes to hear me talk, that's insane. Anyway, you guys, have a great, awesome rest of your day, rest of your night. Get ready for whatever's coming your way. Good things are coming to you. That's all I got to say for this podcast, you guys. Bye-bye.